Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Neutral Game and part two of our uh, discussion of Street Fighter VI. I'm Six Detmar. I'm Kyrie Page, and they didn't call it Street Fighter Kyrie. They called it Street Fighter VI mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's your game. This is my war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, last time we, we dropped off in the middle because uh, we'd gone longer than expected and my voice was giving out. Um, so we're here to finish the job. Round two. Ready. Start. <laughs> yeah, we got through pretty much like our, our personal history with Street Fighter, the the roll up to Street Fighter six, talking about four and five, uh, some characters we wanted to talk about. Uh, the basic systems, and now we're kind of going to pick up where we left off and talk about some of the other members of the cast. Yeah, because there's a whole, like, we, we covered about half of the cast list last time, mm-hmm. and there's some other, I, I think this will be, like, slightly shorter because these aren't characters we really have played much, but um, there's still something, there's still some interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I think... And one of the weird stories, I think, has been the the surprise impact of, of Blanca. This is primarily following the first big tournament. Yeah. Right? I believe where, it where... was CEO. No, no, no. It was Combo Breaker? No, CEO. I think it was CEO. It was CEO. Yeah, where yeah. A, 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 a player who had not been playing Blanca for most of the tournament had had two characters, ended up using Blanca uh, to take the win. Yes. It was uh, Mena RD who would... I previously had mentioned was like the champion of the 2017 Capcom uh, Pro Tour, and mm-hmm. he won with Blanca, um, which is like, I mean, it's one of those things where like the early life of a game is still being defined, and Blanca is like, I don't know if he's strong or weak, but he won a major, so and that has to do with a lot with the skill of the player, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it also, I mean, I have seen um, one of my favorite fighting game players, uh, Apology Man, uh, Venice Mecca, has also been playing Blanca, and through his videos, I've seen a decent amount of, of at least his version of Blanca's game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I suppose I will praise them for, I have, I have, for the history of Street Fighter, I've been a Blanca hater, right? Mm-hmm. Like, low-key, I don't need to go out there and, like, attack people over it, but it's like, I think this design sucks. Yeah. Um, and I I guess I, res- I do respect the effort to make him different, because historically, Blanca has been a character who, even more than Guile, just sort of sits there and is like, do something I can punish, right? Right. And it's sort of... And he is also, like Guile, is also a charge character, and a lot of it is just sort of, okay, I'm waiting a neutral horizontal Blanca ball or a vertical Blanca ball, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did make some changes um, for, like, he did, sh- he showed up in five, right? Yes, I believe yes, he so. Did. Yeah. Um, but, like, one of the major changes that they added is, like, giving him a projectile. Uh, which is a Blanca-chan, like, b- like, doll that he has to use his electric special to charge up. But that has given him, like, another... It's a setup option, but it's an option nonetheless. And I, I've seen some, like, combos that people have come up with by way of using the doll to uh, for their setups. It's 
it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, he he sort of drops it down as you say, and then he ignites it and it runs forward and and does a couple of attacks. Um, it's very much that you know, go my childhood down the Oki style mm-hmm. of of move, and between that and his level two super, which I don't know, like I don't play Blanca, I don't know exactly how it works. What I know is it allows him to basically cancel Blanca ball into Blanca ball. Mm-hmm. Um. And the combination is you've taken this character who typically just sort of sits there and waits for something to punish, which is an obnoxious play style to mm-hmm. me, and turned him into a chip monster vortex character, which is a different kind of awful design. Right. It's like, oh boy, here is the other type of annoying character to fight. Because, like, w- like I have seen... Uh, Apology Man himself, like, he will... I don't know if he'll be the first to say it. I think he'll he'll have his natural hesitance before admitting this. Mm-hmm. But he will pretty quickly admit, uh, as he has on videos and on stream, that the level two super has carried him to ridiculous victories because it's broken. Because you play Blanca, you get someone to burn out, and then you activate level two super and do a like a block string that lasts the entire length of that super. And does about twenty five percent of their health and chip, and they die. Right, kind of like kind of like back uh, like when we were talking about Ultra Four DJ in a lot of ways. Mm, it's like oh yeah, yeah. I spend all this like spend all these resources to get the chip death, which is as we as we said harder to get in this game, but not that much harder to get. For some characters, it's harder than others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Blanca has a has a very easy time doing it. Um, which is not to say I think Blanca is an easy character to play in sure. this game. Um by by any means. I think especially a lot of the setups with that that Blanca Chandal require some very precise timing. Um you have to have very you know, you have to have good hands for this stuff. Um and he can get punished for just playing his game. But yeah, I personally think he's one of the one of the big whiffs for me on the on the roster because just seeing what they've done to him, I, I as I say, I appreciate that they've taken him new places. It's just it feels like we've gone from like one shitty archetype to another. Yeah. Never been never been my character to play. Um I just never really liked the design or anything like that. But hey, mm-hmm. I I if nothing else, I, I do appreciate that Apology Man has another character to um, just mess people up with. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the reason I became an Apology Man fan was back in Marvel 3 when he mm-hmm. played, you know, the Firebrand team. And his his go-to has kind of always been finding the character that is the best, like, example of what's wrong with the game. So it's, it's just another instance of that, I guess. Or twice now... Uh, green character with uh, long limbs. Well, three times. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Blanca, I think. Uh, there was another character that I had thought would, like, I think a lot of people in the community were thinking was going to be this, like, big meta-defining character, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, JP. Yeah, I mean, JP is one of the most popular picks, um, so I think he's meta-defining in that way, just that you're going to see him a lot. And I also do think he's very strong, but, you know, there was a lot of, 
as there often is when you see this guy in the beta, there was a lot of fear around some of those tools being so utterly broken, right? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of hype. Are you telling me the FGC engages in some hyperbole every now and again? Six. I, I don't want listen. I don't want to make I don't want to make claims out of school, but I'm starting to think that might be the case. Hmm. Mm. Well, more research is needed. Uh, much like there was more research needed for JP. I remember at one point I think. Um, someone was like oh you should only play jp in training mode because like there's an aura on his air fireball that tells you whether or not it's going to be a teleport or a fireball uh and it's the only way to fight this character it's like no it's just he's a zoner you know it's annoying to fight but there are options to fight this character and i understand i think you know Maybe there's a degree to which it still needs to shake out. I understand the the reaction to, like, okay, this is a character with projectiles that, like, he can do high and low off of his projectiles and a command grab. That is pretty mm-hmm. scary, right? Right. Um, His close-up options are not good, right? They're not completely terrible, right? He doesn't instantly die, but he doesn't have great options up close. And also, his fireballs are pretty slow, yeah, like, and especially when that full screen command grab or whatever, it's like the, so he like summons this like psycho demon thing and it, ha- it takes like a different shape, whether or not it's going to be an attack or a command grab. And at that point, like if you're at full screen there, it like they have different shapes, like it still requires you to learn what those shapes are, certainly, but I don't know, I I have found in my matches against JPs online, I am like, okay, I'm at full screen, they're probably going to go for the command grab, so I can safely jump over it, and I've been right. And what's the punishment for being wrong, right? This isn't, this isn't Guile, right? He's not throwing the sonic mm-hmm. boom so you jump over it and he can flash kick you. He, JP don't have that move. If it's a normal fireball, if you guessed wrong and it's a fireball, you still just jump over it. And he has that counter, but, like, again, like, any, like, counters in, like, any fighting game, it does require you to have the read. But, like, I don't know, like, do an empty jump every now and again. Wait, see if the counter animation comes out, because it's way easy to punish. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the character is free, but I think it's one of those things where he has a lot of tools, a lot of not Street Fighter-like tools, yeah. I think. Um, this is another character that reminds me of Street Fighter EX, along with uh, Manon. Like, JP just feels right out of that game because not just in his animation style and, like, look of the character, but also just the way he plays is very different from, like, he's closer to, like, a King of Fighters character yeah. in some regards. Yeah, that's definitely what I was going to say. If, um, if he, he like he reminds me especially of like some of the characters they've added since 2000 right he would be he'd be mm-hmm. like oh this is another like clone of k-dash right exactly and i i i don't know i i think it's one of those things where it just it requires a little bit of practice mm-hmm. um not impossible but like i don't know i i saw that chart a little while ago, Capcom, uh, after the first, like the game's been out about a month and, um, it did show off like the top five picks for each rank. And I don't think JP was in any of them. Like, I'm pretty sure he's still a top 10 character to be picked, 
but like in those higher echelon of ranked play at the very least like you're not seeing that you're not seeing that character picked very often I don't recall exactly. I do definitely recall, however, seeing that Cammy was like number one in the lowest tier in the conversation in the second high in the middle tier and then at the top tier gone. Yeah. So Cammy is in an interesting place in this game, I think, because I think that yeah. that does represent my experience, at least with Cammy, where it's like. I think they did a great job with Cammy. Cammy is a design I've never fully felt like I understood what you were supposed to do besides poke. Cammy was a character that I gravitated towards in Street Fighter V um, at the beginning of that game because uh, Colleen wasn't out at that point, and I was so thoroughly disappointed in Jury. Mm. Um, and I... I played her for a little bit, and I think she plays a lot closer to her 5 iteration, certainly, um, but it's a lot of poking, a lot of, like, um, using hooligan, like, hooligan flip, I think that's the name of the move, um, to, like, try and mix up the opponent in, like, in neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it is though like Cammy is a very popular pick because Cammy I think is very immediately strong um with like a lot of the tools that she has. Like a lot of her tools like kind of like blend together pretty seamlessly. Also I know that um uh the player Punk he used he used her a lot in like some of the early footage and showing off like drive can like drive rush cancels mm-hmm. and how she could just spend all her meter and get like a 40% combo. Um, and that's kind of like something that he would just do. And he's been sticking with that character in um, majors and also like online tournaments that he's participated in. Kami players never forget Kyrie's kindness here. Never forget she's that she, she was like, I think, you know, you see the immediate appeal and doesn't say because all of you were simping for this girl. It is true, but I was trying to be kind. Um, Yeah, they gave her some yoga pants. Ma'am, you are a public official. Yeah, she is. She is a. Uh, you are a government agent. A government agent ma'am. wearing a belly shirt and yoga pants and just like gratuitously stressing in public. Um, mm-hmm. taking advantage of the fact that normal people's spines don't do that. If, like, the only other person with a spine made of rubber is, like, Monkey D. Luffy, madam. <sighs> Boy, that's what all the years of training in CQC will get you. Yep. But, yeah, she is... I don't know, she was... Like, I haven't touched her in Street Fighter Six because, again, I found my character very quickly... Like, they made Jury good again, but um, I think Cam, it, it was really interesting to see that chart and see how she just fell off the face of the planet uh, once you're in the high-ranked uh, players. But who knows? Again, this stuff is still, like, very early on, still very, like, to be defined. I, I did play her some, just messing around with a friend, um, and I think EX Cannon Spike is maybe the best feeling dp in the game it's really fucking good that's the one that's the one that side switches right uh-huh. or... yeah it side switches God. so does uh chart like charged heavy um 
Cannon Hooligan Knuckle. No, the thing. the why can't I Cannon Spike? Cannon Spike. No, Cannon. Yeah, there it is. God damn it! Is that no? Cannon Spike is the DP. Mm-hmm. And then Spiral Arrow. Yes. God damn! I was like, I was Gyro Drive Smasher. No, that's that's the super in fucking four. Uh, fucking, I don't know. Her names all her her move names all run together except for Hooligan. But you know. Yeah. The, my problem with Hooligan. That was bad. So I'm pro- I bet for good players this is not a problem, but. Just anecdotally, my problem playing her with Hooligan is that I just got jabbed out of it over and over. People yeah. are just like, the, you can't do anything if I just hit you first. And I'm like, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, scrub problems, I suppose. We have an interesting substitution here on this roster um, as the spot that theoretically i suppose you know not like not like oh this was taken from him but theoretically the t-hawk spot has been taken by his uh little sister lily mhm who's lily interesting it, interesting yeah like so nary like they they like mentioning t-hawk but like having him the, he is not here in this game not this time i don't know if they'll ever put him back in i mean um, he was a interesting example of japan japanese racism i think i can understand Mm -hmm. them like it's one thing to to participate in racial stereotype often offensive it's another to do it and be wrong about the group you're portraying right because as as we all know t-hawk is a pretty gratuitous in the street fighter two way where most of these characters are is a pretty gratuitous stereotype um of native americans and he's not native american he's mexican it is it's wild to to consider like what they are doing like his big move is mexican typhoon Uh uh-huh uh-huh but he has like the affect and like mannerisms associated with like North American native stereotypes. It's, it's a interesting, uh, mixed bag, but Lily is here. She has two big clubs and, uh, uses the spirit of the winds to like, let her do her thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She's cute. I just don't play her. Yeah. I played her a little. I think my impression as a person, I mostly played T-Hawk, in Street Fighter 4 to make my friend Nicholas angry. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was bad at dealing with Condor Dive and and Grapplers, right? Um, so, right. therefore... Yeah. yeah, because you would, in, in Street Fighter 4, it was just, like, Condor Dive, Condor Dive, EX, Condor Dive uh, was usually the pattern. Um, and I think Lily is interesting because at least, like, I think her toolkit leans less Grappler... Than it than T Hawks did. I think her command grab is not as good as T Hawks was, um, and so mm-hmm. she's relying more on the other stuff. She has like the wind stocks to make her moves better. I felt like they didn't end up like it in both in the play I did and in the play I've seen, which is admittedly not a whole lot, but they weren't factoring into the game very much. It feels like a way to punish characters who don't have a projectile for like like loitering but otherwise you don't mm-hmm. use them that much um right i don't know she seemed like a more like like hit based like neutral focused t-hawk in a way that seemed interesting enough and i do think that like thematically aesthetically it's like yes good this young girl re- reads as mexican and yet you have tied in a little bit of the spiritualism in a way that is plausible good job 
Yeah. Not not as deep not as deeply offensive as you know, like T Hawk tends to be depicted yeah. as well. Yeah. Um but I don't know. She uh, she is interesting. I do like her. Um, some of her command grapples are pretty cool, like animation wise. The way she like swings around the neck of the opponent and slams him into the ground is like pretty visceral in a way mm-hmm. that is um, not not uncommon in Street Fighter. But you don't get like some of the, some characters' moves are pretty brutal sometimes. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it last episode, but I remember, like, Jamie's level three, if it's in critical art, is this, like, throat tear move that's, like, pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, though, there you do have the other side of it, though, which is the the famous uh, Zangief level three, where if you watch closely, he does the wrestling thing of covering your neck so that you're going to land good and don't hurt your, hurt your, you know, spine. Geef is just a good guy in that regard. <laughs> He, he, he has safety in mind. I remember um, one of his moves, he, like, intentionally, like, claps his leg to uh, make the sound of the impact, like, more dramatic, mm-hmm. which is a thing Japanese wrestlers do all the time. That Someone pointed out on Twitter, and I think the animator that worked on Zangief was like, good job, you noticed. Like, I was intentional with this one. Um which is like a, just a good detail that they've turned Geef into much more of a like showman wrestler mm-hmm. uh, over the years. It's a good it's a good touch. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of wrestling. Speaking of wrestling, one Edmund Honda. Mhm. Um it's it's interesting what they've done with him here. Right. I do think, again, mm-hmm. they have leaned in on the showmanship side. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like they I mean, that is evident in probably he has one of the coolest level threes in the game. Like just in term like that in his win animation are like really spectacular. His his level three is that he swings the opponent around, uses their feet to like ignite a ring of flame, and then just slams them into the ground as like his big finisher. And when he wins, what is he doing? He's like palm slamming a bunch of like papers mm-hmm. because that's a thing like is that a thing sumo wrestlers do to like sign stuff? I because it's like too ignorant of sumo, I'm afraid. Me, me too. But like, it seems like he's he's basically doling out autographs and then just doing an Inoki chin thing and just like sticking it out and just <sighs> posing for the camera. I yes, I have googled this and found a bunch of uh, sumo wrestler handprints with signatures. Um, there you go. Yeah, that 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 super like he he creates the ring and he does like he does very classic sumo like he pushes them to the edge and then he does a reversal right. Um. And mm-hmm. I think you've got that, you've got the, like, him doing the quick little pose to power up his hundred hand slap. Classically, besides the hand slap, he's not actually felt, like, I don't know, he says, like, sumo headbutt when he does this headbutt, it, but it's kind of like someone saying baseball cannon and shooting you with a gun. It's like, the connection between these <laughs> things is very loose, my man. Well, don't you know all sumo wrestlers can jump, like, 25 feet in the air and slam with the butt? Don't you know? I mean, this is, like, a thing. You know, that's a, that's a very fair point. I didn't think about that. 
Um, mm-hmm. I also like his his level one super where he just does the big sumo shove, right? Just to try and get you out of the ring, as it were. But it's, you know, wall splats, of course. Um, yeah, I think they have done a very impressive job with him of, like, making this character that had this visual-only theme that didn't tie into his moves work it back in and still feel very faithful to the character, right? Yeah. And also another thing that they've done, like, in the story mode, um, I'm just remembering, like, so you can get text messages from the characters, and we'll talk about it when we talk about story mode stuff, mm-hmm. but when you talk to E-Honda, he finds, like a, a, like, a sticker of a sumo wrestler, sends it to you, goes, this is pretty cool, huh? And you say yes, and then he sends it again. Like, that's just a funny detail. Like, they have turned him into, um, like, a big showman and a big dweeb at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of big dweebs, Kimberly's a fucking dork. She is such a fucking dork. I love her. Like, I think she is like a really good aesthetically designed character. I think she is again, a huge dork who her big game plan is a turning on her Walkman so that she can listen to her own music. Um, and it is like, she's like just a big ball of energy and is pretty cool. I think like she like of the new characters, I think like just purely from a design standpoint, she is one of the best. It's hard for me to know like Mm -hmm. how she actually is supposed to play because every, every Kimberly I've ever thought fought and I'm sorry, including your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. It's just like they're in their own world. They're like, I'm going to hit buttons, I'm going to hit buttons, and you punish them for a button, and it's like they didn't even notice. They're like, oh, cool, you're still you're still here? Okay, EX uh, Tatsu. It's like, um, ma'am, calm down. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. It never feels like we're having a conversation here. <laughs> she got her damn earbuds in. She ain't your thing. She ain't your thing. Um... It's, it's, um, it is fun. I do like, I think, um, her, her, um, like her game plan of getting to level three and then just getting into this permanent install state is interesting. She's like one of the few characters, I think she's the only character with like a level three install. Mm -hmm. Um, um, but she also has like, she uses spray cans as well to augment her like, like, because basically she has the same moves as Guy from um, four, and a little bit of Zeku in from five, and, and also some some Maki, another uh, you know Bishiri yeah. user. Loved Maki. Wish they bring her back. She, I played her a bunch in like Alpha three Max. She was fun. I think Kimberly's the closest you're gonna get, but I hear you. You're right. I don't want to acknowledge that you're right, but Capcom, please. Um, no, Kimberly is fun. Uh, she is just like, and she's fun to fight against as well. But you're right; sometimes it is just sort of like she's just she's just out here doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I feel like um, I need to I need to see some higher level Kimberly play, which I haven't yet. Um, because as I said, like I, it's hard for me to get a sense of the character when I feel like it. It can the term gimmick can be used in a couple of ways, and one of them is very you know derisive, right? Or mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily mean that here, but I mean like the quirks of Kimberly's kit are such that you can kind of just get wrapped up in your own world and not reacting to the other fighter for a while. And even up through, Mm -hmm. you know, Silver, which I haven't played ranked in a while, but Silver is where I left off. I was still fighting Kimberly's that were like, it's not that you're bad, but it's that you don't acknowledge that there's a matchup going on. (laughs) So. So. The, uh, I think I think that leaves us with two. It does. It does. Um, I think I I want to end on a, on a positive note. And so, I will say that to me, what they've done with Chun Li is fine, but not particularly inspiring. No, she is. She's basically the same as her Street Fighter Five, um, like rendition. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at Chun Li and I think, like, I see all these changes that they made to like all these other characters, like all the interesting moves they give her, like given to all these other characters, even Ryu. You know, got two new moves, and I'm just looking at Chun Li. It's like, well, she's just she plays like Chun Li, who plays like five, which was fairly similar to the way she played in four. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because they think they have like like nailed the way she should play and you know sure you can think that but it's like i don't know maybe there is something else to this character but i just don't know what it is yeah yeah i've i've also found myself just a little like i guess she has the new stance move right um and i haven't seen people making a whole lot of use of that i obviously myself Mm -hmm. haven't gotten like I haven't played enough of her in this to have a strong impression there, but mostly it's just like, okay, yeah, she has that. She has the great walk speed. She pokes. She anti She slides. Yeah. Yep. She does Kokosho. Uh-huh. Kokosho is still one of the all-time great supers. What a great one. It's, but, it's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, I just, uh, I don't, I'm not sure I know what we're doing with this character, and I, I would like to... I don't know, maybe I just, it, it is, again, it's possible I need to see higher level play. It's also possible that I think they need to buff her, her stance, her 214P Serenity stream, and just make mm-hmm. it more of a prominent part of her game plan to make her feel different to me. Um, right. But also, I don't know, like, Chun-Li is a classic design that I've always not particularly enjoyed myself, but had respect for. Do we need to change it, I guess? Am, am I just, you know, messing with things for no reason, so... I don't know. Maybe Capcom just like, like they are just thinking. Well, we 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 figured it out with like her four and third strike iterations. We don't really need to innovate here. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, if if they could give Ryu new moves and make them feel like really interesting, um, maybe they can do more with Chun Li. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Her new costume's alright, though. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. 
they finally incorporated the little girl she rescues in three to like in world tour mode she is like a blogger or something Mm -hmm. it's like okay that's a cute touch uh, this brings us to our last member of the roster, uh, Dalsim, who I think in 5 they did some very strange things with, mm-hmm. and they have now fused 4 and 5 together so he can kind of do all of both versions of the character, and it's just wild. He is kind of, like, he's wilding out with some of his moves. I love his level 3, where he does, like... <laughs> Two One Piece references in this podcast at once. Um, he's basically got the gumu gumu no he like fucking um machine gun like punch that Luffy does. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really energetic. Um, he also like so like in five his whole thing was setting up the flame carpet and then doing the big floaty uh fireball. Um, but now they have made them like he they took away his flame carpet, but like they've given him some other tools to like mitigate that, like a slow moving bouncing fireball mm-hmm. that uh can like he is, you know, absolutely a zoner, but they kept in his um midair teleport, which makes him very mobile. And they made it really easy to do now, because it's just all three punches or all three kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, no DP motion required anymore. He has, so he has, they, they, what they gave him, one of the things they gave him in, in five was they changed his fireball to have like a strange trajectory. Now he has his mm-hmm. normal fireball and he has his arc trajectory fireball and they give him an air fireball and he's got yoga flame, which is the big like sweeping breathe fire and he's got yoga blast. They just gave him a ton of special moves in to like, just to use his fire in a whole bunch of different ways that I think has turned out really mm-hmm. fascinating. He also like inflates his belly to like to be huge when he does his drive impact. And it's like they're really like really leaning into the absurdity of Dalsim as a character of the stretchy limbs and the fire and his ability to like take in tons of like tons of air and expand his chest. It's like he is a rubber man. Mm-hmm. He is um I I'm still like I, I haven't encountered him much online, but I do want to fight more Dal Sims because like it has always been like a weaker part of my like play to fight that type of character because he is probably he's a pure zoner, but he has some stuff that like up like in close range that is hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't mean this to to suggest he's a dishonest character, I don't think that's true, but mm-hmm. Dalsim has, and I think even more so in 6, but has always been a character who is a bit of a knowledge check of like, hey, this matchup is not going to play like your other matchups. Do you know what to do? Exactly. And if you don't know what to do, you're going to feel like, oh, Dalsim just has the answer to every problem, but like, um... And, and in some ways, with all the specials, he does have a lot of answers, but, like, there's also some blind spots in his uh, in his kit that um, can be exploited. It's just a matter of, like, do you have the knowledge to exploit those parts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, his, his, his cheapest reversal option is a level 2 super, you know? And if he jumps, he's in the air forever, right? You know, he has weaknesses, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I think they've done a really fantastic job with him in six. And I think it's really it's really exciting because I did like I liked the stuff they were going for in five, but I ultimately felt it made the character feel too weird. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like the the fusion of, of four and five to make a character who has some weird tools, but isn't like without an answer if you throw a Hadouken at him. Right. I wonder if he can still uppercut his like fierce punch. Yes, like you can. fantastic. I always love doing that. Like in four, like playing against Delson with Ryu. If your timing is good, you can also Gladius it. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I also want to shout out. It is great that they got rid of uh, Yoga Tower from from four. Um, that move was that move was toxic. Do you remember Yoga Thank Tower? Goodness. Which one is that again? Yoga Tower is the one where he just, he does, he's like yoga and stretches real weird and dodges all fireballs. And basically that was the entire matchup versus anyone with a projectile was him doing Yoga Tower over and over until he got a fierce punch on you. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Now I remember. Um, yeah. I'm glad it's Thank gone. God. So. Yeah. Don't think it was in five either, but you know, five was such a different character. I'm glad that, yeah, when bringing the four concept back in, they're like, but this one can probably go. This could go. Just give him a cooler parry animation. <laughs> like his perfect parry animation is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But that is it for the cast for the time being. Obviously, we have Rashid coming up in, in just a little over a week here. Um, mm-hmm. and I hope you're ready to learn Rashid really fast. Cause he's going to be ego, Evo legal on God. Why is he legal? <laughs> this is like, I don't think it's going to be like, I mean, we're going to see how it shakes out. I don't think it'll be one of those things where he'll be like critical to like winning a major, but I think there's going to be a number of upsets with Rashid. Just because, like, yeah, he's just going to be so new, you know? Like, usually, this is why, like, whenever there's a character that's announced, like, most of the time, if there's a tournament within a month, they're like, okay, no, the, this character is banned for reasons of just give, not give, it doesn't give the community long enough time to, like, really learn what the character can do. And in this case, the community is going to have, like, what, two and a half weeks? Yeah. Something like that, which it's not a lot of time. It's not a, it's not an impossible amount of time to learn something about a character, but still a very short amount of time. There's definitely going to be some cramming necessary. I think Mm -hmm. the, the nightmare scenario, I mean, like, I think two and a half weeks is enough time that you're not going to have like, oh, someone, you're probably not going to have people being like oh someone discovered this one setup and if we had more time to lab we'd beat it but as it is it is going to win evo i don't think that'll happen but like we both were pretty into dragon ball fighters right Mm -hmm. imagine if gt goku had launched two and a half weeks before evo every team in top eight would have a gt goku on it right oh yeah absolutely if it turns out rashid is overtuned there's not enough time to course correct and he's going to win evo um I just think it's more than like 
well, I, I, I guess ab- about the same level as me being like, I wish we wish the community had more time to, to lab him and, and discover his strengths and weaknesses. I really don't know about a team having this much confidence in their balance for launch. Yeah. Like I, I mean, it's maybe easier to balance them rather than like a team game in which like, Oh, this like one character can have so many different uh, combinations and permutations that someone could find like an unwinnable, like a, like an unbeatable combination. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a one-on-one fighter, so there's probably going to be some like weaknesses in Rashid's toolkit that the top player base is going to be able to figure out. But like, it just it just doesn't feel good. Like if I feel like it's a bad decision, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Like if you really want to like do a thing where you show off the new character, maybe do an exhibition match or something. But at this point, it's like. Because, you know, to a certain degree, there's supposed to be a certain amount of competitive integrity with Mm -hmm. Evolution, and, you know, I think the people that are going to win are going to win this tournament, but it's a pool of 7,000, right? Which is wild to think about, by the way. Like, they released the numbers of registrants, I think it's like... 7,160-some-odd players. I think that's correct, yeah. Something like that. Good lord, they're gonna have to start pools at like fucking Monday. A.M. Monday, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like I do agree with you. It is a thing that so I I spent a lot of time you know in competitive Dota two, and one thing they would do they they never made as much use of this as they could because it was Valve and they're always like a disaster when it comes to development, right? Uh-huh. But they would do stuff where it's like, okay, and right before the grand final, we're going to have the, like, the all-star game, right? Or whatever. And, like, we're going to have certain people who we picked who are going to be part of this. So you could be, like, you don't have to worry about, you know, you can have both your winner and your loser take a break, which mm-hmm. I think is good because very often you get the reverse sweeps just because the loser has been playing more recently and is hot, right? Right. Um, make it a little more fair, put everybody on ice for a second as what happens is we have like, okay, and here is Diego versus Justin, who probably neither of them will be in the grand finals, right? Um, and they're going to fight, you know, like a Rashid mirror match or Rashid versus this other character who's not ready, but should be ready enough for this or something, right? Exactly. Or here's this like, exhibition match between two people that like really like the character or something you know i don't know mm-hmm. like because rashid is a cool character like i think like when they introduced him for five it was like he was probably one of the most interesting characters in street fighter five mm-hmm. and i'm glad that he's back and he looks like a lot of fun i just worry about like you know i worry about like him like he, like the character does not need to be saddled in some ways with this burden of like, oh, he's legal at Evo, and he's gonna be the noob killer, right? Yeah. Like because I, I, I'm imagining this scenario that like out of the pools of evolution, you'll find out that like basically a bunch of pools are dominated by like modern controls, Rashid, because it's just no one is ready for this character. Yeah. Yeah. 
it is it is worrying but i guess we'll see how it shakes out and i understand and i I, you know we both understand you know sort of pr wise why you would want to do this but just it's a it's a dangerous sacrifice from a game that so far has done a lot of things right in in, Mm -hmm. in this sort of term You mentioned before the uh, the st- story mode, the world tour. There are a bunch of uh, modes in this game. I think, like, you know, most fighting games you get, like, these days you get, you know, versus and online. You get arcade mode and you get story mode. And all of those are represented yep. here, but there are also some other modes besides. Um, we're obviously going to have the most to say about world tour, so I want to knock out a few of the other things first. Um the battle hub, the arcade cabinets are a cool idea. So there are both, both it is the, like the thing that is very popular these days of like you load into a lobby and you have a 3d avatar and you run up and, and pick fights on arcade cabinets. Um, mm-hmm. Given that there's also a custom room option, I think that's fine. Right. Right. Like Arxis has been doing this for a number of years uh, where this started with um, Exard where you would load into a little room, an instanced room for private rooms, or you go to a server and it's a bunch of virtual arcade cabinets that you go up and you challenge people. And this has been the trend. And I don't know, I like that trend, um, but the private room is a welcome addition. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I do I do understand why some people are annoyed by the, the like cabinet standing around thing, because it's it is just adding a layer of like artifice to it because really, you know, you just got people and they want to pick fights. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think there is atmosphere and expressivity added by the way they do this that I do think is additive despite the extra layer of, of involvement. I think it's, I think it's generally a good thing since you have the option to skip it. Yeah, like, it's a fun thing to engage with when you want to engage with. And then there's also the fact that you can customize an avatar, and, like, we'll go into it in world tour mode, but also you you can just make this a 3D representation of yourself and go around and pick fights and even pick fights with the avatar, which is, like, a goofy, pointless, like, thing that didn't need to be in there. But I think it is an overall good thing to have in there. Because, you know, it's a it could be a really fun side activity like, the thing while is you're waiting for fights. The thing but, is, it's pointless the way they've done it. They've done such a bad job mm-hmm. of it because it is just taking in your character from the world tour mode, including your stats and scaling. And so mm-hmm. you can't actually fight people, right? Like, sure, you can match with someone and discover that they've played more hours of the story mode and you're level 30 and you're level 70, and it doesn't fucking matter what you do, you're going to lose. Right. And also, like, another thing that's annoying about the hub is that they have these arcade cabinets with, like, classic Capcom, like, games, like shooters, beat-em-ups, fighting games, or whatever. Do you know what's classic about an arcade cabinet? It's that you could start playing and someone could drop a quarter in and play with you. Right. Mm-hmm. But they don't have that here. You yeah. can't. Which is like, it's stupid because it's like Final Fight is way more fun when you have a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it is. They have fun ideas here, but they have not taken the time to ex- execute them properly. And I understand that the game had a lot going on and there was a lot they had to work out in time for launch. 
Um, mm-hmm. Street Fighter V, as we know, launched as a fucking garbage fire, and so like, absolutely they wanted to focus on making sure they shipped a game that that was functional in that way. But I hope they take time to loop back. I hope they add some like optional level scaling features for avatar battles, and I hope they allow you to quarter up for arcade games. Yeah, because it's like. And any argument that you could say about, like, oh, you know, if you want to play Third Strike, you there is, like, another way to play Third Strike online. It's like, okay, yeah, cool, but what if I just want to play it while I'm in the video game already? Or just, like, like... Or cycle it out. Who knows? Just make it something you can't own. Who cares? If a feature is here, do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Also, let people just play it with their friends. Please. Yeah. Uh, uh, but if you just want to play with friends, there is like the normal online stuff, mm-hmm. uh, private rooms we mentioned, um, and then ranked and casual uh, matches, matchmaking for you know when you want to do that. I seeing as we can't take it for granted, I really appreciate the two decisions they made with ranked one to have calibration. Mm-hmm. And two, to give your characters individual ranking. Yes, because there's nothing more frustrating than, like, I think, I like, ranked is an interesting game mode to have. I think, it, but it needs to be acknowledged as a game mode, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, one of the big problems, and this was definitely a problem in Street Fighter V, so they could have easily replicated this issue, is that, when you played in Street Fighter V, you just had an account rank, and that was it. It mm-hmm. was your account rank could go up and down, and so it didn't matter if you were, like, a Diamond Ryu or whatever. Like, if you played as Ken and lost a bunch, well, there goes all your ranking points, which is frustrating. So now they have it, like, calibrated. They have it in such a way that you have to do, like, placement matches for each character before they give you a rank and that's like it's a little it's more low stress because at that point it's like well okay my play as jamie is not going to affect my play as jury or like my ranking as it were Mm -hmm. um so it's been nice and also the i think the rank mode here is really interesting they have it so that is harder to derank um like, they give you, like, a game of, like, leeway mm-hmm. um, before you get knocked down. Because I think I was, like, gold two, and I was knocked down to one while I lost a few games in a row. But I didn't feel like... I, I felt like, okay, yeah, that was on me. I lost a bunch of games, right? And then I could earn it right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely... Oh, I'm gold, not silver. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, you hit. Yeah, you hit gold. I don't. <laughs> it's, listen, it's been almost three weeks. No, it has been three weeks. I should play oh, Street Fighter. Um, yeah, you should just do that. But uh, it's been so busy. Um, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I uh, I don't remember what I was saying. I mean, yeah, I I like I have messed with like Guile some in ranked right, and I I've had mm-hmm. a lot of fun with that. Um, and just. I would never have done that otherwise because I got up to gold with Marissa and I wouldn't want to 
throw that away by trying someone else and getting getting like having bad matches and then you know losing rank for it so exactly now it's like okay i can like it's the thing that tekken does i don't know if they do the other thing that tekken 7 does which is if you have a character hit a particular rank all your other characters get ranked up immediately um to like say like no 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 like you are at this certain level of the game we can expect you to be at a like to give you a decent fight at this rank, you know. Right, like you're you have you have spent you know three hundred hours grinding your Ryu. You have certain fundamentals that are going to translate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna put you know all your characters at like bronze two or something like that. I thought you were gonna say I don't know if it does the Tekken six thing of or Tekken seven thing of taking ten thousand years to load a match, but uh, mm. well, thank thank God for SSDs. Thank uh, God. Did, yeah, the fucking load times in Street Fighter six are so low. We should tell Tekken seven about those because I have one and it hasn't made a difference. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Other another quick like um, there's the team battle mode which I haven't. I haven't had a chance to mess with, but I like supporting team battles, which, you know, like multiple players, you know, like on a lineup against each other. Having system level support for that is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some of the extreme battles with my uh, with my nephew. Yeah. And had a good time. Yeah, the extreme battles are like a cute touch because it's like they have thrown in a bunch of things like. Was it you can bounce around a medor? You can you fight with like a bull charging the screen every now and again. Mm-hmm. It's it's just goofy, and it does answer the like one of the things that like for example Smash Brothers has done well for years is the fact that like you just have a mode in which everyone at every skill level can enjoy it, where it's just like I don't know. It's all like you know random cockamamie like things going on at the same time so it's not really about a reflection of one skill it's about having a good time and it seems like they've dialed that dialed into that for the first time like frankly Mm -hmm. ever yeah and i also think like there is there is a mode called rules and rules and regulations in that which all the other ones are like fun party modes that one is too but it is not for people who don't play street fighter i think Uh that's interesting it's for people who do because basically what happens is instead of having a life bar, in order to win it, you get a checklist of objectives that is slightly randomized every time. It will be stuff like get three hard knockdowns, land, you know, four drive parries or whatever. And it is an interesting, like, party mode for people who already like Street Fighter to sort of, like, explore playing it differently that I thought mm-hmm. was neat. Um, with a player who doesn't play Street Fighter, though, they're just like, I don't know how to do any of this. And you're like, yeah, sorry. Sorry, nephew. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Come back th- in a hundred years, kid. <laughs> uh, well, the other thing is, my nephew did manage to win a few games because another feature I wanted to mention, just since it's sort of related, the handicapping system is so good in this. Uh, tell me about the handicapping system, because I've never thought of like any fighting game really having a handle of how a handicap system should work. So the handicap system, you have multiple levels you can set, but the way it works here, I'm not going to get the scale done exactly because it's been, yeah, a while since I, since I, you know, did it. But it was like, you can set it like, it scales up, you know, obviously you have more health, the more handicap you set. That's the most classic thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can also have it so you do more damage. You can also have it so you start with more meter. 
Ooh. It's just, it's interesting, the tools they give you to make it so that, like, yeah, I was playing my nephew, and I still won most of the games, but they were all competitive, and my nephew won won, uh, a couple because I had set up to handicap level four of five, and it was like, I have to essentially win two games to win a game. And it felt, you know, it, he was playing it and he was just like, yeah, I'm winning this fight. And it's like, yes, this is, this is a smooth enough experience. It feels good. It feels like a proper handicap for the amount of time I've spent with fighting games and this game in particular. That's great because, like, the only other time I can ever truly remember messing with, like, handicap in a fighting game was, like, playing Street Fighter Four at a party mm-hmm. one time where it's just, like, the only lever they gave you was health. And I remember setting my handicap to maximum because it was, like, or, like, the opponents, right? Because it was, like, well, I I am just, like, the fighting game person here, and it just set it so that I was one touch away from, like, like literally, it, they gave me one HP. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, okay, that's not, like, as, that's not, like, a great way to handle this sort of thing. Right. Yeah, no, the handicap stuff is a lot smarter here. I think there's still room to, like, to, to do more stuff, right? I think you could do, like, for example, like, um, I think it's called, like, Last Chance in Kingdom Hearts, right? Or Second Chance, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think I do. It is a thing that says, basically, if if you start, if someone hits you with a combo and you are not already at 1 HP, it cannot kill you. It can only leave you at 1 HP, right? Oh, Okay. Um, something like that could be really neat, right? Where people always, it's like, okay, if you get hit with a 40% combo and you're at 40% HP, you will always have a magic pixel to try and make a comeback. That could be a fun handicap thing. I think by opening it up to being more than just like moving percentages, I think there's some real potential. Yeah. I'm glad that like the system worked really well for your purposes. And I'm glad that they put some consideration as to you like, like, so much of this game just feels like, oh, they actually sat down and, like, thought about it for once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, including World world Tour, which is a mode that I think is... God, I gotta put on my IGN hat and say this is a real mixed bag, folks. Oh, boy. So, what, what, what do you like about World Tour? Because there's stuff that I like about it, because it's, like, I think it's, like, a goofy, fun thing. But mm-hmm. not particularly – some of the stuff isn't super well considered, but it doesn't really matter because it's a single-player thing. But go ahead. I think there is some – I think, like, the tone of it is generally pretty fun. You are running around learning, you know, Street Fighter moves from all the different, you know, characters in the game. You can add them to your your move list and build your own move list in a way that's fun. Um, and, like, some of the writing is pretty good and goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think there's some surprisingly good, like, learning tools in it, right? Um, it starts off pretty basic, and I think a lot of people will accuse it of teaching you bad habits, but I don't think any more so than other single-player fighting games will. Mm-hmm. And I think there's actually stuff, like, there is a mini game you do for, like, chopping bottles, like glass bottles, you know, with your hand, um, that has a bar that teaches you the timing for charge moves. By playing that a bunch, you will internalize the timing needed to do a sonic boom just right. Oh, yeah. I love that. I I think there's a similar one where it's like it's a like a ring of sushi platter or something like that. And it teaches you how to do motion inputs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or like there's one where it's a bunch of characters like holding up like target boards you have to hit and it is teaching you how to hit specific spots on the screen, right? Like there's like, oh, this is the crouch one. This is like the jump fierce one. Um, and there are also enemies that do that, right? Like there are the like mm-hmm. the little Roombas that are like, hey, learn to block low, idiot. Um, there are the like the drones that are like, hey, learn to do air to airs, idiot. Um, this game is this game is very intensive when the when the little drones are calling you idiot, I guess. It, you know, I don't think they intend it to be that hostile, but when failing mm-hmm. means eating a missile to the face, it does kind of feel that way. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Or getting swept by a Roomba. Um Those sometimes, things are tiny. Yeah. Sometimes I think the the messaging could be better, right? Like I had to Google how to beat the fridges. Which it's very funny. You have to fight a smart fridge, right? Mm-hmm. But um, they don't take damage. It's like, uh, what am I supposed to do here? I hit them, and they flash orange with super armor and don't take any damage. Turns out you have to hit them when the like the fridge door is open, which is when they're doing an attack. And it's like it's trying to teach you to do you know counter hits. Um, and that's fine. But they should have told me that. Should have told you that. Yeah, like I, I think that there are other there are other ways in which the game can teach you about counter hits. Um, I think there's like the the flash, like the the um NPCs flash like a certain color when you are when you hit them with a counter hit. Um, that could also teach it just as effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But it's unbelievably grindy it it kind of is like i i fell off it um at a certain point because it's like okay you want to beat this like you know character it's like well just go in grind and fight a bunch of npcs which is like at first it's kind of charming that you can just literally challenge anybody to a fight um i think that can be like like that can be a lot of fun but at a certain point, it's like you're getting so little experience that it's like, okay, I would like to just move on to the next part of the game. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I remember watching a friend uh, play like a, a later part of the world tour where at one point, like there's a, you have to uh, meet certain characters at certain times a day. And, and that's not inherently frustrating, but what is frustrating is at one point she was trying to run around Metro City and they had like changed the location of a bunch of police barricades and navigating the city was a nightmare. Yes. Yes. Um, I was like, just just let me just let me go to the place I'm trying to go, please. I also think this is a thing they have adjusted somewhat, especially the particular issue I'm about to mention, but there's like enemy spawn rate of like aggressive enemies can be too high there was a point where i got trapped on a basketball court because every time i won a fight i loaded back in and there were just like 10 enemies standing there and i couldn't leave that's unfortunate um i eventually managed to like quickly pause and fast travel to get out of there um but before that i was even like i they just they just would jump me instantly um over and over and over again i think i fought like 50 guys um and it wasn't even hard, right? It's just like, just let me go. I'm level 40. Leave me alone. Why aren't you at least scared of me or something? Yeah, like, they they could have done the thing where it's like, once you hit a certain level, like, punks at, like, you know, level 
10, 15, or whatever, or at least 20 levels below you just cower, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, like, a good feeling in, like, a big, in, a, like, an open world game uh, that has, like, leveling of some kind is, like, they take one look at you and go, oh, fuck that, and just run. Like, that is a satisfying uh, bit of progression um, that more games, I think, should do. And I think they've made some adjustments. I know that's, like, that's a skill you can get is to make them cower, right? Um, uh-huh. But, like, I think they have also made some adjustments to, like, spawn rate and aggressiveness. I haven't, like, read the patch notes, but I have just observed over over the time of me playing that that they would do a patch and suddenly people would be less obnoxious. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I think they're addressing the problem. But the fundamental grind is the grind, you know? Exactly. Um. And I think that also bleeds into like some of the some of the problems with like they lock a lot of costumes behind that grind for versus mode mm-hmm. in a way that's yeah. pretty obnoxious. Yeah, because it's like in order to like get the secondary costume, you can either a pay the premium currency, which I, I want to talk about the monetization practices yeah. of this game because that is actually one of my like one of my big bugbears with it but also like to get like the alternate costumes through the single player mode is like just a big grind in order to get it and that's frustrating too mm-hmm. yeah i mean why don't we talk about you know like they're they're locked a bunch of colors away you know alternate color schemes i don't do you beat the, you get those through arcade mode i think i have no. a bunch of them for marissa and i don't know why what what it is is like it's either you get them through arcade mode or you spend drive tickets, which are the thing, which is like you can either spend drive tickets or fight money, and fight money is like the premium currency or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's also a battle pass, and they just introduced a second one for Rashid, and it's like it's just really frustrating in comparison to like other games where it's just like like a lot of like i saw some tos on on twitter at one point when learning about like how they lock a lot of this shit behind um behind like the currencies either premium or in-game currency where it's like well get at tournaments get used to like seeing color one color two because like unless like the to like has like a, a big unlock on their system it's like they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna deal with that. Mm-hmm. It's and it's not like like at least, you know, you look at like Dragon Ball Fighters, it's like, oh, you have like ten colors by default, and then they just keep adding different colors that you get through like the in-game gotcha, sure, but you get so much in-game currency that you just mash on it for like, you know, five minutes and everybody has like twenty colors now. And it's like I I think that it's it's just it just feels bad because it's like i think you know there is something to like having a color scheme for a character that you like and being able to express that you know mm-hmm. and i think i mean they'll probably do a thing like they did with 5 and 4 where they will release costume packs where it's like, okay, pay us, like, you know, 10 bucks, and now everybody has, like, a new wave of costumes. But, you know, it's it's just it's just a little frustrating to be, like, if you want to have, like, any variety in the character, color, or costume choices, you either have to grind this game 
you know, for hours and hours and hours or pay a bunch of money for a premium currency or go on the battle pass, which only has awards for like, you know, avatar stuff. I mean, which most people ignore. If there's a, a weird silver lining to this, it's that the battle passes haven't been at all tempting to spend money on because they suck. Mm hmm. Yep. Like, I, you know, at least, like, they have so little that you can really unlock with the battle passes. Like, it makes sense for a game like Fortnite or whatever to have a battle pass because it's like, okay, you get like a million costumes and you get a million, like, accessories to customize your character. Right. But here it's like, oh, I can get an inner tube that my character can wear or I can get a rental ticket, which I will say the rental ticket system like that's brilliant. Right. Mm -hmm. For like, oh, a new character drops and you don't know if you want to spend the money. I mean, I'm going to pick up every character regardless because I am just that person who wants to be able to like, you know, when I have friends over. To be able to like, oh yeah, just pick whatever character you want, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's very few games that I have on Steam or PS4 or otherwise that I don't have every character, you know, for. But for people who are just like, I don't know if I like this character or not, having a rental ticket system is good because you basically rent the character for like three or four hours. You can't do ranked matchmaking, but you can at least go into a casual match or go into training mode or arcade mode and just try the character out for a few hours to see if you even like him or not. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's really smart. And I think that that is like the one thing that I think more fighting games should have, especially with like, if you have a big ballooning roster, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. I hope, I hope we get to see someone who, admits in like a, a post grand finals interview for like an online tournament. They're like, yeah, I rented this character for the tournament. <laughs> That'd be such a flex. Be pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, the monetization practices is, I mean, like every game's monetization practices just like shitty and bad nowadays, but it is like really one of the like big grease stains on like street fighter six's shirt. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like, guys, this was avoidable. You you totally could have done something about this. Another one is the music, the soundtrack of this game. It it just sounds like replacement music from like, it, oh, we couldn't have the royal, like, we couldn't get the rights to the song we actually wanted. So here's the replacement track for when you stream the game. Um... I mean, there are, like, there's a handful of, like, not even a handful. I can think of, like, maybe two tracks off the top of my head that I, like, enjoy in Street Fighter Six, but, like, the music is a sour spot, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just boring. Like, you know, say what you will about, like, Street Fighter Five, right? But I think about, like, some of the various stage themes in that game like the china theme or the um i think the second uh like ring of power like theme was like really good they had a lot of really great character themes and stage themes that just like i don't know someone i think even capcom was like oh here's rashid's theme it sounds like his stream is starting up it's like 
stream startup music is supposed to be this like low key thing while people that people don't pay attention to until the streamer shows up. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's not like like on one level I get it, but also on another level, like Rashid's theme from five is so hype. Like it's very hard to beat. And I think it's also like kind of striking because you and I don't have the same taste in, in fighting game music, right? Like mm-hmm. you're a big proponent of the Guilty Gear Strive soundtrack, which I largely dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to go yeah. for, you know, more just like instrumental stuff, but I still want it to have energy and get me excited. And despite us having two different, you know, like tastes in this, we can both agree on this ain't it. This ain't it. It's like they don't even do like, uh, I think about like Tekken Seven's soundtrack, which has very little connection to like the stage or characters, but it doesn't matter because it's some of the like best music you've ever heard in your entire life, like just like blaring through. Like it's it's supposed to get you like my my thinking with fighting game music is that it is supposed to be like you know it's supposed to be exciting in a way that gets your like heart pumping, you know. Um, and I I just don't think Street Fighter Six has it. Yeah, yeah. I agree what with fighting? That. What fighting game to you has like the best soundtrack? Out of curiosity, I have Blaze Blue. That's the Blaze Blue soundtrack good. is fucking killer. I think, I think I I because of being on the opposite end of that, I think like Guilty Gear X 2s soundtrack is like phenomenal. Hmm. Ordinary Life is a very good track. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I, I... I think that is one of the few things that, like, Street Fighter V kind of got right was, like, how exciting and dynamic the stage and character themes could get. Mm-hmm. Um, and Six, which is weird because, like... They don't even lean into the, like hip-hop influences that the game is going for, you know? Yeah, like for each of the kids. Yeah. yeah, like, you would think they would try and lean into that a little bit, but it's just, it just feels so, like, bland. Um, I do like Jamie's theme, though. Jamie's theme is pretty fun. Um, Kimberly's theme is alright. Uh, and there's, like, one stage that has, like, an alright theme, and that's, like, the... Um, not the Coliseum stage, but the one where, like, it's, like, this high-rise, like, it's a, I can't, I can't describe it very well off the top of my head. It's, like, it's a white platform, like, white elevated platform with, like, banners everywhere. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, I, I do, however, want to give a special shout down to this game's, like, menu and title scream hip-hop which is just like (sighs) family-friendly hope punk hip-hop and it's just fucking cringe my guys and not like not like cringe i'm standing in my truth it's like cringe like like you tried to make like sugar-free orange juice what the fuck are we doing they didn't even have like they really are like they they need to embrace like the days in which they 
um, licensed, like, they had that song Indestructible from Street Fighter Yeah. 4. Indestructible is such a good song because it is so, like, it is cringe, but, like, parenthetical good, you know? It, yeah, like, it is cringe because it is embracing, uh, like, a certain cheesy mentality with its whole heart. This is cringe because you're fucking, like, rhyming enemy with better me, and I just... Just go away. <laughs> God, did you ever see that clip? Like, I think at one of the Capcom Pro Tours, I think one of the last ones for five before the pandemic, um, what happened was, like, they were doing some technical stuff, like, beforehand, and they were um, playing music for the crowd. And at one point, they uh, started playing Indestructible, and the entire crowd started singing along at the same time. Hell yeah. Like, they have never topped that. <laughs> Or, or the fact that, like, the Street Fighter V Champion, Champion Edition, like, trailer, like, that big glitzy CG trailer with all the new characters they had synced perfectly with Indestructible. It's like, I'm just saying, you could get an easy win and just bring it back, guys. <laughs> it's a thing that, like, it's. I think it's easy to underrate, but, like, there is something, like, having a elements to bring hype in for spectator experiences right like having that like you know indestructible yeah a great example there of just like a hype anthem that everybody gets behind like or you look at i mean there are classic examples like street fighter 3 right third strike you this is a weird example right Mm -hmm. but when you would see people doing the like you know alpha combos right they would do the super that gives them like you know like ganajin for example and you get mm-hmm. the crowd doing the a a a along with the rhythmic combo or you get the cell yell and dragon ball fighters mm-hmm. i think honestly if you want to be at the top of the fighting game pro scene this is an element you need and this game doesn't have you need an element that is f- like fun for spectators i i remember at uh, Magfest 2020, um, where we had in the in the in the arcade pit. At one point, we had it was either 2020 or 2019. Doesn't really matter. Where there was a Street Fighter the movie the game real battle on film tournament, and the prize was a giant print of the M Bison painting from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember how that game, as goofy as it was, like everybody getting hype with like, like you said, with the rhythmic, Hey, 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 during like a combo, someone figured out where they just juggled the dude for like three or four reps. And I think that like, yeah, like hype is like such a like hard thing to quantify, but it's just about, like, does your game look and sound exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, everybody remembers Moment 37. Trust me, Capcom remembers that, you know. I mean, it's, just it's like, in this game, too. They have, ma- they have made sure to give Chun-Li that same super, so you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that sound effect in 3, when you do the parry, is, like, sonically the loudest thing that game has, like, the idea is that it's supposed to be, like, when someone pulls off a parry in Third Strike, everyone in the arcade knows exactly what happened. Uh-huh. And I think that I, I will be very interested to watch, um, like, Evolution this year because 
it will be interesting to see like how much does Street Fighter Six have this element. Like we had our first major, we had um, you know, a CEO, and I think that you know that that already has like an element of hype, and that's just because CEO like le- leans into like the wrestling element of like you know the there's a bit of an overlap between like pro wrestling and fighting games to sure. a certain degree. And how it leads into that. But I want to see, like, what elements of the game lead to those moments of just pure excitement. Like, they they kind of took a page from, like, Strive's book of, like, the big slowdown when you get a perfect parry in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty good. But we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I could see, I could see Cell Yell style. If it, if... Ken is good at good enough in this. If we see a lot of Ken, I could see the cl- cl- cloud. Whew, I could see the crowd roaring, sit down, and shut up. Oh, I could yeah. see it happening. That could be pretty good. Or like when that critical art like kicks off. That's mm-hmm. yeah. But I think overall, like, God, like I, this game is doing a lot of things right and gosh we didn't even mention like the stuff in the training mode like the yeah. training mode is actually really fucking good this time around which is like not weird to say but like remarkable to say i think yeah you know you've got you've got good tutorials with like written written funnily in character voice but like it's like them demonstrating things that anytime you can press a press the touchpad at least on sorry that's PlayStation talking, but you can press a button to switch over to like testing it yourself. And mm-hmm. they explain game plan, which very often fighting games are like, this is the move. And you're like, okay, what's it for? And they're like, this is the next move. And you're like, no, wait. Um, Whereas in this game, like, oh, in the jungle, we use crouching medium punch, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is like so goofy. Um, yeah. Each character, like having like a distinct voice and written in a distinct style, like that's good. That's like, love these touches. I love that, like... I love the way they, like, characterize Jury as just, like, a deeply unpleasant person to be around, but also she just very clearly wants a friend. <laughs> like, it's, Again, it ties into the texting, right? Because texting you, she just, like, harasses you nonstop and is just kind of a, kind of a bitch to you, but then, like, gets sad if you ignore her. It's very cute. <laughs> it's very funny. It's like she'll... You'll be like, hey, Jury, want to go out to ice cream? She'll go fuck yourself in your ice cream, and then you'll say, okay, fine, bitch. And then she just has ice cream by herself, and she's just sad about it. <laughs> um, or again, E Honda, like I said, just like sending line stickers to you. <laughs> like they they kind of captured like one of my favorite like panels from like the Street Fighter comics, in which Ryu is at like an internet cafe trying to figure out how to use like mm. I am messaging, sending a message to Sakura. Like it's it's a like, there's a lot of just fun, cute moments that can be had with the characters, and I'm glad that they're embracing that in some mm-hmm. way. And working that into those tutorials to sort of, like, through that, like, the the like the impact of that, that charm and that writing kind of helping some of the lessons stick a bit, too. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you and I don't play Blanca, but we do know that, you know, listening in, in the, the jungle, jungle was crouching yeah. medium punch. <laughs> yeah, crouching medium punch. Um it's it's a good touch and also like i think a lot of the other tools they have in the game are for for example they have like presets 
for like practicing certain things of like here's your anti-air preset here's your drive impact counter mm-hmm. uh, presets and it's like these very quick tools to be like okay here's here is the skill that you like the developers have identified as a skill that you need to have to play this game so here is this preset lesson that you can do you can drill yourself with over and over again to get it right like I did the drive impact counter like um, tutorial, and it's like, oh, I I am suddenly a lot more consistent with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they've got you know they got frame data, they have good combo trials. It's just they've they've done a great job with the teaching here in a way that like five specifically fumbled the bag, and it's just great to see Street Fighter catching up with a lot of the like the stuff that's happening like in strive, but also in the indie scene with stuff like skull girls, um, mm-hmm. pushing the tutorial game for fighting games. Cause it's, it's essential. Yeah. And also fighting games like for years have been bad at teaching new players how to think about their game. And I think that street fighter six is doing a lot of good things to like get people to that point. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh I I think we have we've obviously had some had some criticisms here and there, but I think as an experience of a game to just like load up in a fight versus another person, that's not where almost any of our complaints are, right? No. Not even close. Like it is just it is so fun to just play this fighting game. Yeah. As I said before, we are so fucking back. It's really, it's really exciting. Um, I thought this pod, this part two was going to be half an hour. I was wrong about that too. I'm glad, mm-hmm. glad we budgeted time. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be excited to, you know, like I'll be excited to do like mini episodes when like Rashid drops or when Akuma drops. Yeah. That's, you know, here's the thing to close on, right? Sure. You've already said Maki is one you would like to see back. What characters from like from Street Fighter Legacy would you like to see return? I. I'm so glad Akuma's coming back, not for me, for my mm-hmm. friend Nicholas, who is just obsessed. Yeah, he is, like, he is the Akuma player for for a reason. Um, Gosh, who would I want? Because, like, honestly, just because I had, like, so much fun with her in 5, Colleen would be nice to have mm. back. Because um, I think she had some, like, really interesting tools. Um to just like I would love to see her in like the Street Fighter 6 art style as well um in terms of like other characters huh I'm gonna have to think about that for a second but do you have others that you wish would come back I mean I want to see Seth back Seth was you know my main in 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 four and five um I like the character a lot in both very different incarnations they've had, um, even though I think they did fumble parts of it in five because they fumbled parts of everything in five. They really did, huh? Um, and I also, I want to see Crimson Viper back. God, yes, she needs to come back. She is, like, the fact that she hasn't come back in, like, all this time is crazy to me because Sea Viper is just so cool. Um... I would like to see Dudley come back. Mm, sure. Sure. Like, 
He's he has he hasn't been in since like Cross Tekken. Um but I just I just love that guy. He is just like he is so fun to like watch competitively but also just like a fun character just in general. Mhm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. That would be fun. Um and they don't really do guest characters, but they did they did bring Akira from rivals uh, from rival schools in five. So yeah. I don't know. Another rival schools rep would be like really fun for me personally. Yeah. They don't do guest characters, but they do characters from their own franchises. Like it is sort of the, it is the King of fighters thing, right? Like they're not going to bring mm-hmm. someone from someone from another company, but they have lots of other fighting games that they could draw upon and, and incorporate folks from. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, thinking on on that side of it, it's like honestly, I this is I'm a cartoon for what I'm about to say, right? Okay. For story purposes, they should put uh, Cody in again. You're right. The thing is, you're right. Because he's still. Oh, okay. Bring back Cody. And then, like, the teaser at the end of his is, like, the silhouette of Mike Hagar. Give, okay. No, let's do the most deranged option. Sure. Cody got super buff, and Hagar is his alternate costume. (laughs) 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 That'd be wild. Or... Or you do a real, okay, another, like, you do Pokemon Trainer from Smash Bros, and Cody, Guy, and Hagar are one character, and they switch out with a special. <laughs> Just get fucked up. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, though, is, like, they made Luke good. Yes, they made Luke good. They, they made they made Guile like properly fun. They just completely salvaged DJ. I bet they're gonna bring characters back that I would not be happy to see again and make them cool. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I like I I think also Capcom has done the right thing where like. You know, throughout five, one of the things that was just defi- that defined five was it like leaks constantly happening. So they decided, screw it, we're not going to have leaks anymore. We're just going to tell you what's going to happen, like characters that are going to be in the game. But that just means like that just gives you more time to be excited for it in some ways. Like they they announced this new character called Aki, right, mm-hmm. and who is very like I think Minovsky on Twitter pointed out that like. Uh, AKI is like a acronym for a certain type of like disease you get from poisoning and has like the long fingernails and is it could is the same like way that Fong was spelled in Street Fighter 5 so we might have another poison user uh, in Street Fighter but like so it might be like a similar style to him but this time it's this like weirdo looking lady right and it's Mm -hmm. like I don't know what her deal is, but I'm really excited to find out what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely curious. Uh, Hope not too much like Fong, frankly. But, you know. 
you didn't like the guy who was just like, oh, I will be the perpetual number two. I didn't like the guy who was like, I will be the perpetual standing at the edge of the screen, throwing projectiles and running away if you get close. And I know, listen, that's a time-honored tradition, but we've already got Dalsim. He does it cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's what I've got for now on, on Street Fighter Six. What about you, Kyrie? That's about everything I wanted to say. Like, it's, 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 it's great. Should, like... I I am really enjoying my time with Street Fighter Six. Like I, I'm really happy where it is, and I'm really excited to see where it's going to. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what what they do with it. Um, and I hope to see some improvement on. I think all the issues we've mentioned are fixable, except for maybe World Tour. I bet, like, of course, you know, like asterisk right anything is fixable if you're willing to spend the time and money i don't think they're going to spend the time and money to make world tour not a grindy mess um that's just a big ask for something that they don't have a lot of incentive to do but Mm -hmm. i think a lot of our other problems are definitely addressable and i i look forward to seeing what they do me too but that's it for us now folks until next time you can, uh, Kyria, where can people find you on Twitter? And, and uh, other, okay, where can people find you on social media services? The social media I would like to promote at the time is, is two of them. There's co-host. Uh, you can find me, Kyrie Page, like on co-host. Um, and then also there is the Scanline Media Tumblr that I swear I will do something with. It's, it is there. It is out there. That is uh, scanlinemedia.tumblr.com. Um, I'll have to figure out some fun things to do with that thing. Cause like I do, I, I use Tumblr. I used to use Tumblr a lot and I'm trying to use that a little bit more often as well. Um, and there's some fun things you can do on that platform. So check out those two places. All right. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at six Detmar S I X D E T T M A R. That's also where you can find me on co-host. I post more on co-host than on Twitter. Or at least I post more substantially. Like, number of things, I will post, like, the word Gundam on Twitter, I suppose, right? But you mm-hmm. want real content, go to co-host. Yeah, Either go, place, to, go to co-host to find, like, a post about, like, Gundam, but Gundam as in multiple paragraphs about a Gundam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A full write-up on the three regazes. Um I like that write-up. It was very thank good. You. Thank you. You're up. Mm-hmm. Um, either of those places, you can, you know, message me anyway, DM, whatever. Uh, if you have questions, comments, feedback for this or any other Scanline Media production. And all those can be found at scanlinemedia.com and patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. We would appreciate your support. Uh, that's it for now. Until next time, folks. Peace out. See ya. Quarter up, I guess. <laughs>